All right, guys, the team did what it had to do. The corruption case against Barcelona is building up. Three points today, hopefully three points in a Clásico. And now let's just focus on Liverpool. What's going on guys, your boy Chris here from Madrid DSMC, the go-to destination from everything related to Los Blancos. And thank you for joining me in today's video where we're going to be talking about the game that was Real Madrid 3 against Espanyol 1. So it's been a whole week since I've done the last video because uh, Real Madrid did not play uh, throughout the week, which is uh, a first in a while. And uh, I have to say, I miss talking about Real Madrid. I've been keeping up with the whole Barcelona, you know, scandal with the referees. They actually just got charged for an alleged, um, you know, paying off referees, corruptions. There's already enough proof that, you know, the, the fact that they, they made payments to the vice president of the, of the committee of the referees uh, is already, you know, I think more, more than enough to, to taint the history of Barcelona, all the titles they won throughout those years, especially during uh, 03 to uh, 2018. So, you know, there's been conversations uh, documents, uh, faxes, emails, whatever you want to call it, that already show that Barcelona was definitely in some nefarious uh, things. And this just proves that Real Madrid has to fight against, you know, just a regular league against uh, 30, you know, against, you know, like 20 other teams uh, throughout the season, Champions League, and then they also have to fight corruption. Uh, and, you know, they're basically when they play against Barcelona, it's been uh, 12 against 11. So, it is what it is. Now let's move on to the game. So this was a big game because, well, every game is a big game, especially the next game, because we are trailing behind Barcelona. And then uh, this is the game right before the Liverpool second leg, which we are up by three goals, I believe, or four. I don't remember anymore. Uh, no, three. I think it's three. Yeah, it was a 5-2. So, um, you know, big game. We need. We wanted to see who was going to play, who's resting, how are the... How are the players feeling right before the, the Champions League knockout game? And then uh, for the people that don't know, Benzema uh, could, couldn't play due to an injury because he has uh, some problem in his ankle, some inflammation, he got hit or something. Uh, I don't know if to believe that, but you know, we know that Benzema's history this season has been that he can't really play three games in a row, two games in a row. So uh, totally, I don't, um, I'm not surprised that he didn't play today. And then, um, Hopefully, you know, as long as he plays against Liverpool and he's at, at a good, at a good uh, level, then, you know, we're, we're, we're going to forget that he didn't play this game, so, so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, Benzema didn't play. Rodrigo came in as a starter. We had Camavinga playing left back. And then uh, the midfield, which is, I think is always the big news, is always uh, Kroos, Modric, and Chouamini, uh, which is a very traditional uh, midfield, you know, not not the one that we've been used to seeing like the last few weeks where it's been like a, with a little more vertigo, a mix between Camavinga and the midfield and a mix of uh, maybe Kroos or Modric sitting on the bench. So no, we went uh, Kroos and Modric, the pillars of our team throughout the history of this last 10 years. And then uh, Chouamini as a pivot. And then uh, Valverde out in the right wing, which you guys already know, I sound like a broken record, but Valverde right there is just what a fucking waste of a player to have all the way in the right wing. So, um, yeah, so as always, I will start with the first half. And in the first half, uh, Real Madrid were uh, dense. They looked very um, they looked very heavy when it came to circulating the ball, uh, you know, slow circulations of the ball. And I think that's because schematically the team has 
Uh, you know, the team leaves a lot to be desired from when it comes to Ancelotti's tactics. Uh, I'm going to keep just ringing that bell because I think the team just... And I think the team just is just slow, and that's because there's no ideas. And I don't think Ancelotti uh, sets the team up to have many good ideas. So in the past, I've been very critical of Kroos because I think he's, you know, I've been saying that he's kind of a slower-paced player. Uh, sometimes, you know, they, they turn him over too quickly, and, you know, he's just not that, he's not that physical. But I've realized that this is, this is the whole thing, is that, Real Madrid play in such a way that it's always on the left side of the field, right? Always towards Vinicius. Rodrigo comes in against Vinicius. Camavinga's there. So the whole team uh, is by Vinicius' side, right? And then there's nobody in the right wing. We've covered that before. Okay, that's a problem. We know. But the thing is that imagine being a player like Kroos, whose main attribute is crossing the ball, right? Crossing the field with his long passes to either the left winger or the left back or right winger or right back. And then in this team, there's no really right winger who's, uh, who's you know, on the touchline making the team wide. And if there is, they're always cutting inside because they have no one-on-one, just like Valverde or Carvajal, who's now obviously not at his prime. So, you know, if we think back to the glory days, Kroos played the same as he does today. But what the difference was is that he had Bale all the way to the, to the right and then we had Cristiano. So... We were taking advantage of his vision. We were taking advantage of having that numerical advantage when he crossed the ball and we left um, a player like Bale um, to go one-on-one with the defender. So definitely in the transfer market, we got to go for a right winger because um, Asensio, you know, he might not renew and he's not, I think, he's not a starter material. And then Rodrigo's already been converted into a uh, false nine slash number 10. So we definitely need to reinforce that side. So, yeah, the team left a lot to be desired. There were so many occasions. There was like 20 occasions in the first half where we were, you know, we were surrounding the the outside of the box and then there was no number nine. There was no one in the box to, to, you know, receive a header or just there was no presence. Everything was just from outside the box. So that's why I really criticize Ancelotti on this because you know Espanol is going to sit back. And then what's the point of having all this possession, having them sit back, but there's no one to cross the ball to, right? So that kind of similar to what happened to us against Barcelona. Uh, this type of game, due, due to the you know to the inferior level of the opponent, this is a typical game where we don't shoot to goal, right? And we did shoot to goal because it's Espanol, but you know, switch this team to an Atletico Madrid or a Liverpool or a team that's just has more talent. And uh, we don't see a shot on goal. So basically, the only way, the only way we could score with the team being set up how it is, is either a screamer from outside the box, or a Puskas level goal by Vinicius or Rodrigo, where they have to take on the whole team and then score. So that's and that's exactly what happened. Vinicius um, created a goal from nowhere. He brought us into the game. We were losing 1-0, and then the team slowly. Um, you know, started to, you know, see some spark. We were creating more chances. And then uh, we saw a little bit of, you know, a little bit of uh, uh, brilliance there. But, you know, it wasn't it wasn't due to tactics. It was just because the team just felt, um, you know, they felt confident and in getting a result. So I want to talk about the goal that we received. We received a very early goal. I think it was the eighth minute. Um, by It was a goal by Jose Lu, which is an ex-Real Madrid player. It came from our uh, youth system. And then, obviously, I'm not surprised the goal he scored. It was a golazo. And every time we play a small team or a smaller team, 
uh, every time they score on us, it's always the, the goal of a lifetime. It's always a goal that they're only going to score against us, and it never happens the other way around. So, uh, yeah, you know, we started off 1-0, so good news in the first half is that we saw the Real Madrid that, you know, that's known for their comebacks. We came back, so mentally, I think we seem strong enough at this point of the season to get results. And obviously in that goal, Camavinga was a fault and that's to be expected. I don't blame Camavinga. Uh, he wasn't uh, facing his body in the right way when he came to defending the player. And you know, when you have a player who plays out of position in that, in that left back, you definitely can, you know, you can't criticize him because that's, that's bound to happen. So Camavinga, it's okay. You deserve to be in the defensive mid. During the second half, I definitely saw a different Real Madrid. Real Madrid, I saw them already checked out from the game. I saw them already against Liverpool in, on Wednesday or Tuesday, whatever the game is. And uh, Real Madrid had a, this is the first, this is, this is a weird thing to say, but Real Madrid actually had a worst um, second half uh, the first half. They completely just checked out from the game. And they, since they were winning 2-1, they were feeling comfortable. I don't think they were seeing themselves like, okay, let's not really kill ourselves for a third goal because uh, it's it's very difficult for us to create um, good chances. So I saw Real Madrid that kind of sat back and it made sense because Espanol obviously has to go for the game a little bit. And then you know, Real Madrid is better when open spaces and the counterattack. But uh, this is where I think their Real Madrid uh, did worse, not because they sat back, but because they sat back and they didn't take advantage of the, of the situation. We didn't have any memorable counters that I could remember. Um, it was just uh, passive. Uh, Espanol made a few key changes. They brought some more quality players in the midfield where, where they had a little bit more of control of the ball. Real Madrid weren't really pressing the high. They were letting them uh, circulate the ball uh, against our box, but really we weren't in any danger. I don't remember like a close chance from Espanol being close to score. So it was a calculated risk. I don't think we managed it all that well. Like I said, I think the team was already out uh, in Liverpool. We did see some changes where Kroos uh, and Modric were substituted from the game. And then we saw um, Rudiger moved. Rudiger came in for uh, Schramini and then Schramini came out, which I thought he was having a really good game. And then uh, Camavinga came into the defensive midfield. Valverde came into the interior midfield and then also Asensio came in and he came in as a right winger. So I saw the team more balanced, they had more spaces, but we weren't connecting as well. Ceballos also came in, he came in really good, he had a lot of flair to his passes, he had he made a lot of sense, he was doing more through balls. Uh, that's what I like about Ceballos, he tends to be a little more vertical with his passes, not just side to side. Um, so. You know, Bini uh, couldn't get another goal. He couldn't make another threat, but the threat was always there. Actually, the player who came in as a right defender ended up being injured because uh, due to a, to a long ball from Ceballos, which was uh, forced the player to, uh, you know, stretch out his foot. And I think he probably uh, broke his, um, his, you know, the backside of his leg. I forgot the name in English. So another okay game from Real Madrid. This has kind of been the trend recently where we're doing just enough. I think with today, it was a little bit positive because we did enough to get the result and uh, Real Madrid needed that win going back to going back to play the Champions League. Uh, Liverpool also, so our opponent watch, Liverpool, they actually lost against Brentford. I did not see the game. I know Salah uh, missed the penalty. Uh, Liverpool had a, a weirder season. I mean, they just, they beat Manchester United 7-0 and then they lose against Brentford 1-0. Uh, so uh, who knows what's gonna happen? Hopefully, uh, Real Madrid, you know, they have a good game. They don't let uh, uh, usual things happen, which is, 
you know, we get comfortable, they score on us, and we have to come back. I don't, I'm not ready emotionally for that. I already have the documentary in Apple Plus to go back to and feel those emotions. So hopefully it's not that type of night again. But, uh, you know, commenting on the on the impossible starting lineup against uh, Liverpool, Nacho needs to come back in the, in, in the left back. I think um, last leg, Nacho, like, just took Mo, uh, Salah out of the game. Also, Nacho had a very good game today. Uh, the whole stadium was screaming, Nacho, please stay or please renew. And uh, he was very involved in the third goal. I'm glad to see Marco Asensio getting a goal because, you know, the season is going to be tough. Uh, we have a classic coming up, so we need all the tools we can get. He uh, suddenly just disappeared from the lineups. I don't know why. And he was actually, I think, playing quite well a few games back. And it was in his best moment. He was scoring goals every time he came in or having assists. And for some reason, he disappeared. So, And then we saw Alberto Rodriguez coming in like five minutes before the game ended, which... I mean, come on, Ancelotti. You gotta, you gotta. I think you gotta trust the kid a little more. He hasn't done anything wrong. If anything, every time he comes in, he's been proven uh, to to work if he has enough minutes. So I think, I think I, I want to see more meritocracy from Ancelotti. If Alberto Rodriguez is doing good, give him twenty minutes. Give him, give him fifteen minutes. Who knows? He might get another goal. And that's a profile of player that we don't have. We don't have that tall. Uh, big dude to score headers. So yeah guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the video uh, Hit the like button subscribe comment down below if you what you guys thought about the game What do you guys think about the Liverpool and the Barcelona game? Uh, coming up and then you know if you guys don't want to watch me, but you guys do want to listen to me We do have the the podcast in Spotify and in iTunes so or Apple Podcasts. So hit that up the link is below and then see you guys in the next video